Bear with me a sec, Des. I don't even know if you can hear me at the second, can you? I can't hear you. Of course, I need to change the earphones. Bear with me. I ain't charged them properly all week. I'm going to have to flip you onto normal speakers, I think. Where is it? That one. Oh, select speaker, same assistant. Oh, before select you do that, speaker, same assistant. Yeah. Hang on a second. It might be. You've muted yourself. You're muted. Okay. What about this? Yeah, that's right. No, no, it's not you. No, no, it was me. It was me. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. My earphones. You know, normally I wear the earphones and stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. One has died, and also I have two of the identical sets. But I seem to have traded each one. So when I had both in, one is not working. And I thought, well, let me check it. But then both have now died. So anyway, it's boring. It, I don't want it. Yeah. You're just on loudspeaker. Everybody can hear you. The whole neighborhood. <laughs> How are you today, Desmond? Oh, I'm fine. I'm missing the picture that used to be behind you. There is. It, oh, yeah. Put I'm, it back up. <laughs> I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find a number 89. And the funny thing is, I listed four of them, songs, options. And there's one that says 89. But to be honest with you, I can barely hear it. What, you can barely hear the 89? Yeah. I it's... feel like we'll give you the benefit of the doubt, Desmond. You've got this <laughs> part. I can't, I, I can't believe I can't hear this damn thing today. Let me try one. I'm going to try it once more time. See if I can hear it. <laughs> I found it. Can you believe it? Yeah. And I it it's in the the lyrics. It says 89, but it sounds to me like 489. I don't unless he means four as in, you know, the Whatever the conjunctive F O R. Conjunctivitis. Sorry. Conjunctivitis. <laughs> Something like that, and but it's supposed to be eighty nine, but I can't hear it clear enough to say definitively it's eighty nine. It's not so going it, to be held. It's not a test. You're not going to be held up in court that this number eighty nine is not the words. It's not correctly head. articulated. <laughs> Yeah, it's poorly articulate. Right, so, okay, in that case, what I'll do now is, if you give me two seconds, I will leave you, and I will just record it and then come back to you, yeah? Okay. So just give me a second. I'm You're getting so modern. Sorry? You're getting so modern. I know. I feel good, actually. I feel like, yay, I'm there. So, hang on. Right, so what I've got to do now is... Hello. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. I, you, what I did was I ended up deleting <laughs> all the program for today. <laughs> oh, wow. I was trying to change the title uh -huh. um, and I ended up deleting rather than changing the title because it's the 23rd of April today, not the 16th. Correct. And um, I was like, oh, what am I doing? Anyway, it's all done. I'm back in, I'm back in, I'm back in business. Oh, you're, you're going to get an emergency alert today. You know about this, don't you? No. At three o'clock, your phones go, well, your phones are all going to go crazy. Yours and Charlie's. Oh. 
yeah, just turn it off. As in, like, push the button to just go. But yeah, we've we've acknowledged the emergency alert. What time is that going to be, Dave? Three o'clock. Oh. Fifteen hundred hours. Oh, who's calling us then? What's the, gov this the government. <laughs> well, they want to make sure that we are. We know what. Oh, by the way, I've got them in order for you today. Oh, you've got the you numbers. Yeah. Oh no, you've got it all numbered today. You should be very happy. Just so they're testing this thing so that they can warn us of. I don't know what they will really warn us of in the future, but it will just bing on everybody's phone. Okay. Yeah. But maybe I think someone told me it might sound a little bit. No, not like that. No, it's not going to advertise stuff to you. That would be awful. But it's going to sound like this, maybe. Emergency, everybody to get from street. Emergency, everybody to get from street. Emergency, everybody to get from street. That sounds pretty much like the British government trying to organise something. Let's see if it works. By the time we publish this podcast, people You're will know terrible. it worked a lot. You're terrible. Listen, if their only message for us is... Emergency, everybody to get from street. Then, you know, we're lost. <laughs> right, let's get the turn ready. Oh, you're all done, are you? Yeah. Oh, Dave, you're quick. Jesus, Lord. Okay. Lord Jesus. We never know that. <laughs> you're so quick. Right, we can probably work if we're good. Are you ready with headlines or not? Yeah, yeah, Mom. I'm All right, ready. if we're good, we've got two and a half minutes left. So I feel oh. like just enough. Okay. Headlines. We could try. We might get cut okay. off. Let's find All out. Right. Are we ready for episode eight? Yeah. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. To this week's Des and Dave. In America this week, Trump had his first interview after his indictment with Tucker Carlson, who had privately written about his passionate hatred for Trump. Missouri state legislator has set a national mark for proposed restrictions on transgender people. Pentagon Intelita Lika reportedly worked on US military base and espoused anti-Semitic and racist views. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse calls DOJ investigation of Clarence Thomas says hidden gifts. Unless the US debt ceiling gap is lifted, the federal government, which borrows huge sums of money to pay its bills, 
is expected to run out of cash as early as June. And finally, Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, head of House Judiciary Committee, said in hearings he held in New York City that crime is at an all-time high in the city. And in other news this week, Rishi Sunak allows Dominic Raab to resign rather than fire him. And Diane Abbott, the Labour MP, loses the Labour whip after a racism letter. And sadly, Dame Edna Everidge has passed away at the age of 89 years of age. All this and more on this week's Des and Dave. Born in eight nine. It's my first song in five. And I've been out here for a minute. That song is awful. I really hate the auto tune max. It seems to be a thing. Like if you wanna we take it back to Cher, huh? If we played them Cher's Believe, then they would, I don't know. Just let's hear your voice. Otherwise, let's get a robot singing. Everything's about AI these days. Anyway, don't distract me, Des. It's been two weeks. What the hell is going on, damn it? <laughs> oh, God. It's crazy, isn't it, really, when you think about it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely flipping crazy. What's going on, Desmond? Tell me, tell me. Oh, my God. I think with what we'll, we'll start off with an audio just to get us into the mood of the forthcoming week, and it's Kate Fang's election. That election in 2016, August 2015, that agreement, Pecker, Cohen and Trump, catch and kill, no negative information. Why? Because I'm running for president of the United States. This is Donald Trump. Doorman gets paid off 30,000, October 2015. June 2016, Karen McDougal gets 150. Everybody's quiet. Still haven't heard anything. September 2016, the audio tape is done between Michael Cohen and Donald Trump. Trump's telling Cohen, pay cash. What do you mean this whole setup, this arrangement with Weisselberg and stuff? Just pay the cash, right? October 7th, 2016, the Access Hollywood tape comes out. Everything blows up. We're on the eve of the election. There's drama. The evangelicals may be getting a little bit nervous. So on October 27th, 2016, Stormy Daniels gets her 130. It was all for the purpose of being able to win and influence the outcome of this election. You want to talk about stolen election? <laughs> nice timeline. <laughs> it, oh. it just takes us back to that fateful period of 2016 um, and uh, tells us, fills in the gaps, nicely fills in the gaps for us. If anything, the the FBI stole the election for Trump that year. Absolutely, absolutely, as well as um, all the other countries. Um, Che Guevara, was it? Uh, Somebody. No, no, I meant like when they revealed Hillary Clinton's email investigation, like. Oh, absolutely. 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 Which is a nothing. She was just hosting emails, unlike paying for prostitutes. Oh, God, I can't even repeat all his accusations. He did everything wrong. I don't even think he woke up in the correct side of the bed. (laughs) Well, moving on, (laughs) Trump had his... His, uh, this interview with um, with Tucker Carlson, his first interview after his indictment with Tucker Carlson, who had privately written that he about his passionate hatred for Trump, and in his interview 
Trump praised some of the most evil leaders on the world stage. Putin is killing Ukrainian children at this very moment. He had Europe, energy dependent on Russia, but has blown this gift, which is crippling his own country. Xi crashed the Chinese economy over his excessive COVID-19 lockdown. And Kim Jong-un runs an aggressive state and is a ruthless leader. Let's hear what Trump had to say about them. They're all top of the line. Our, our guy's not top of the line, never was. These are top of the line people at the top of their game. President Xi is a brilliant man. If you went all over Hollywood to look for somebody to play the role of President Xi, you couldn't find him. There's nobody like that. The look, the brain, the whole thing. We had a great relationship. We got along so well. There was a great chemistry we had. Great. We talked about everything. A great chemistry. But people ask me, uh, how smart is she? I said, top of the line. You never met anybody smarter. How smart is Kim Jong-un? Top of the line. You know, people say, oh, this and that. They're really smart. You know, when you come out and as a young man at 24, 23, even though he sort of inherits it, most people, when they inherit, they lose it. And that's easy stuff. He took over a country of very smart people, very, very energetic people, very tough people, at a very young age, and he has total dominant control. That's not easy. These are, these are very smart. Putin, very smart. Did you need to know that? God, the, the man is beyond deranged, but like, did you not hear about the, the two N-words that you can't say? Nuclear. What's the other one, Des? Um, nuclear and... Oops, excuse me. <laughs> I had to stop for 30 seconds. Um, I can't remember. I don't said it, but again, like, what was it? A rambling... I just don't understand. Have you got the story? Are you sharing with us about Fox being uh, settling for $787 million? That's on, yes, that's... That You're coming thing. there. You're coming there. We're going to get there. Um, but what's interesting is that wasn't... Hadn't we been told that this was a Chinese virus created in a lab and it was... What did Trump call it? The Chinese flu or something or what, whatever. But he claims that the origins for all of this is China. And particularly critical about Putin, Putin, Z's responsibility for all of that. And now he's saying he's, this man is some kind of a genius. However, um, that was massive praise from Trump. And uh, I'm sure we will enjoy, enjoy further compliments in time. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to move on to um, Missouri state legislator has set a national mark for proposed restriction on transgender people. Now, following on from our last report from Florida Republican Joseph Harding, who was the chief architect and creator of the Don't Say Gay Bill, who is now facing 35 years in jail for committing wire fraud, money laundering and making false um, statements um, in connection with 
the COVID-19 relief rule, Missouri's state legislature has set a national mark for proposed restrictions on transgender people. Now, Greg Razor is the only openly gay member of the Missouri State Senate. This is the upper chamber of a legislature that, according to the ACLU, by late January, led the nation in bills the organizations called anti-LGBTQ. Now, that's about 31 bills covering a wide range of policies, though most of them are identical or similar and concern primarily one of two issues. One is banning transgender girls from playing on sports teams that match their gender identity and forbidding healthcare providers from performing gender transition procedures on minors. Right. Okay, it's two of them. Another would prohibit public or charter schools from offering instructions on sexual orientation or gender identity. Now, there are broader provisions than the Florida law critics, but um, they have been branded don't say gay for banning such instructions in kindergarten through third gate. Now, and, and a few of them regulate drag shows, right? Razor, who's a Democrat representing a Kansas City area district, does not view all of these bills with equal concern. And we have a, a short audio for you in which the Republicans find out the Republic the Republic find out her anti-gay bill would ban heterosexual speech in schools. Let's hear it. I'm just going to read you the, the language in your bill. No classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties relating to sexual orientation or gender identity shall occur. Um, lady, you mentioned George Washington. Who is Martha Washington? His wife. Under your bill, how could you mention that in a classroom? So to me, that's not sexual orientation. Really? So it's only really certain sexual orientations that you want prohibited from uh, introduction you, in the classroom. Do you have language to make that better, to make it where you're not talking? Lady, I didn't introduce your bill. Okay. Uh, and I, I didn't write it. You wrote it. And so I'm asking what it means. Which sexual orientations do you believe should be prohibited from Missouri classrooms? We all have a moral compass. And my moral compass is compared with the Bible. Lady, I believe during I believe your testimony, you said that you didn't want teachers' personal beliefs entering the classroom, but it seemed a lot like your personal belief you would like to enter all Missouri classrooms. You can, you can believe something without and without and without putting that onto somebody by the way you behave and you can have beliefs and morals and values that guide you through life i i don't dispute that but i'm asking about the language of your bill and how it would permit the mention of the historical figure martha washington could you explain that to me so what does she why, why is she famous 
Is she famous because she's married with, to George Washington? It seems like that would be a relevant fact in her biography, yes. Could it be mentioned under the plain reading language of your bill? Is that a no? I, I, I don't know. So I leave you to reflect on that, Dave. No, but it's like Section 28 from the 80s here in the UK, really. You know, you are prohibiting supposed discussion. We live in a free... They, they, what's their first thing? Their first... Uh, first Amendment. Yeah, free yeah, yeah, yeah. The free speech. And you're saying, no, don't mention these things. And But then they ask more detail which things we can mention. They are not sure themselves. There's That's enough problems in the world without creating ones from scratch. I just thought it was delightful. <laughs> Basically... Um, you know, trapped their own language, trapped by her own bill. Yeah. However, we'll move on. Oh, please. Uh, <laughs> I did want to say one thing about the last, uh, which I didn't say. Did you notice when Trump was praising, enormously praising these three autocratic leaders, the huge intakes of breath he had um, it was quite, anyway, <laughs> I thought that I missed mentioning that. It was just something that was very noticeable. However, we go on to the Pentagon Intel leaker, reportedly working on the military base, and um, he espoused um, anti-Semitic anti and racist views. The young man's name was Jack... TX era, T E I X T X era, who's 21. And he was charged, he has been charged, he's been identified um, and he's been charged, arrested and been charged in the US District Court in Boston with unauthorized removal and retention of classified and national defense information, which is a breach that has caused international uproar and explicit U.S. assessments on the war in um, Ukraine and other closely held secrets. Now, the Massachusetts Air National Guardsman, who, which is what he is, had set his sights on joining the military from an early age, but more recently he had expressed delusionment about having been enlisted. And two of his classmates said that Texera revered the military and showed an early interest in joining. He was especially focused on the history of war and weapons, however. Um, and he was uh, enlisted in, I believe, September 2019. And now, it was during the pandemic that he developed a close relationship with other members of a chat forum on the social media platform called Discord, where members of the groups have said that the leak showed up. The app is used by video gamers and others to connect online. And the group also included a running discussion about Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Now, interestingly enough, on Twitter, the US rep, Marjorie Taylor Greene, using the wrong first name, posted that 
Tixera was white, male, Christian, and anti-war. And according to her, that makes him an enemy to the Biden regime. Well, the Republicans are pushing that Tixera was a whistleblower, but what he has actually done through the sharing of high-level secret American military information is to expose military agents to possible death and more importantly have made American secret service in, um, information available to uh, America's enemy, particularly the Russians and the and the um, and, and the Chinese. And this has caused an enormous amount of consternation on the global scene. Because the question is, how come someone so young and so rel relatively low grade had access to this information and was able to circulate this information over quite, a, it's estimated at this stage, over probably a six-month period, which has given uh, the Russians an awful lot of information, particularly about the Americans' involvement in the war against Ukraine. Um, and this is going to, this, this, this problem is going to rumble on for a little bit long, longer. It's, it's not a closed event. It will go on for a while. I don't know if you want to share any information on this, Dave. Well, the th part of me thinks, right, when I first saw it, I thought, like, is this like a disinformation war? Are the Americans playing the game of the, the, uh -uh. the information has been leaked before? Like, actually, how accurate is all this secret information? Because the detail of it is like it was out there on the Internet over a month ago. Yes. And gradually, apparently, the authorities became aware and started removing stuff and then even people are posting in Reddit and various other parts of the web, kind of goading people into doing it. And people are replying like, nice try, FBI. Like, you know, I'm not reposting the stuff. And then we discover it's this young buck, like you were saying. And I just, I don't know if it all fits. I feel like he's going to have six million pound in his bank account, be put in a prison cell and then whisked out of the back door. Does he even really exist? Is he real, Desmond? Have they not just invented him? I feel like it could be a bit, you know, like we will find out in 50 years when it gets revealed, like, yeah. Or it could just be a genuine thing and he was trying to impress people and leak the information. The suggestion is clearly that the American security system is is suspect. It's yeah. faulty. It's full of holes. Yeah. Um, well, it's something like 800,000 people have access. Do you remember when all the Edward Snowden leaks and stuff? Yes. Occurred? Yes. It was like hundreds of thousands of people have access to this information across the globe. You know, they log into their computer system. But again, who knows what that really looks like now? You know, Edward Snowden's nearly 10 years ago now. Well, it is 10 years ago. But whatever it is, it's caused America some embarrassment. Yeah, but do they care? And that's why I say, like, a part of me wonders if it's, if it's just part of a big game. Like, a very, very big game. Because also, some of the leaks revealed, like, certain shall we say, armed forces from NATO nations that are actually on the ground in small teams, but helping nonetheless. But we knew that was happening. We just didn't have it confirmed. Maybe it's a political gem. Oh, yeah. We wait and see. We do. We do.
We move on to Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, who calls the G DOJ investigation of Clarence Thomas's hidden gifts. And I thought maybe at this stage, we should probably share a little bit of information um, before we we drift into a, a, a you know a small discussion about it. And so we, if we can have audio for please. Justice Clarence Thomas is compromised. On January 19th, 2022, Thomas was the only Supreme Court justice willing to help Trump and his allies hide from justice over the January 6th insurrection. Thomas did not hide that he was willing to grant Trump's request for secrecy, but it wasn't just to protect Trump and his conspirators. It was to protect his wife, Ginny Thomas. A radical right-wing activist, Jenny Thomas has openly applauded rebellion in the past. I think people are rebelling and there's a big tidal wave coming. I think the Democrats are pretty worried about what's coming. And the lead up to January 6th was no different. Ginny Thomas used her direct line to Trump's White House to push for the overturning of a free and fair election, even attending the rally that would ultimately end in an attack on the U.S. Capitol. None of this would be known if Justice Thomas had gotten his way. The January 6th commission can't do their job if one of the most powerful men in the country is using his seat to protect his best friend. Clarence Thomas must recuse himself because he took an oath to protect the Constitution, not his wife. It's wonderful. The Absolutely. thing is, no one can do anything about it, can they? But apparently the Supreme Court are all at each other's throats at the minute, from what I hear. Well, it does ask, beg a particular question, the American Constitution and its laws, is have, we, have they finally recognised that the pres Trump, not the president, but the presidency, Trump, is above the law in America, and now it would appear that Clarence Thomas is above the law in America. These two men stand shoulder to shoulder as people that are immune from any legal responsibility, any legal accountability. That's a very interesting question, Dave. Can anything be done, be done about it? We at this stage move on to our second audio clip to put us into a situation, to give us an account of the current situation. Clarence Thomas's presence on the Supreme Court of the United States would shock the founders and offend many of them. It was inconceivable to them, of course, that the descendants of slaves could ever be members of the United States Supreme Court, but they would almost be equally shocked by the fact that Clarence Thomas has a wife who has a job. And that job is a serious ethical problem for the Supreme Court of the United States. Most members of the court know that, but they have been unable to do anything about it. Virginia Thomas is self-employed in a business that she created. We have no idea how much money she makes in that business, and we have no idea who pays her. In a marriage, money paid to a spouse is, in effect, money paid to both members of that marriage, especially if they both sign the same joint tax return. And so, in very real terms, we don't really know 
Who's paying Clarence Thomas? That's the economic reality of the Thomas marriage, which takes in an unknown amount of money every year from unknown sources in an arrangement never envisioned by the Founding Fathers and therefore remains beyond the system of so-called checks and balances that the Founders thought they were creating. There is no check whatsoever on the ethics of the Supreme Court. In today's print edition of the Washington Post, an entire page is devoted to tracking 600,000 anonymously donated dollars to a group run by Ginny Thomas. How much of the $600,000 did she just take home herself? There's no way to know. She might not have taken any of that money home. She might have taken most of it home. The financing for the group was structured, the Washington Post reports, so that no one could ever know any of the salaries for anyone working for that group. The group was engaged in right-wing political activity, of course, because that is how Virginia Thomas spends her days. And it gets better. Or worse. <laughs> Depending on your outlook. And I'll just move on very quickly, just to update on the current situation. Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, and who's a Democrat, and Republican Hank, Hank Johnson, they called on the body overseeing the federal judiciary to refer Thomas for investigation amid a series of bombshell revelations that he failed to report gifts from a billionaire friend for two decades. ProPublica published a series of stories that detailed years of luxury vacations Thomas and his wife took with benefactor Harlan Crow, including travel aboard Crow's yacht and private jet. The publication later reported Crow, this is very important, had purchased Thomas's family home and other surrounding land in 2014, where the justice mother continues to live rent-free. Rent now, just a little bit about this. Harlan Crow purchased the property. He purchased the property surrounding the home, all of the property, which he then had knocked down. The claim, his claim, Harlan Crow's claim, was that he did, he, he's, he's done this. And, and, and of course, um, as far as is known, that, um, that Clarence Thompson's mother lives there, who's about 94 now, and she lives there rent-free, um, has been living there rent-free since the purchase. And Harlan Crowe claims that the reason he's purchased the property was to create some kind of museum for Clarence Thomas after, presumably, he... He's gone. Um, and he's invested an awful lot of money in upgrading the property as well. Um, and Thomas did not report the transaction on his financial disclosure, which he's re legally required by law to do. And it goes on to say that there is a reasonable cause to believe that Justice Thomas willfully failed to file information required. And this is what the two Democrats wrote 
um, with uh, nearly two dozen other colleagues um, last week. Now, the U.S. district judge told White House and Johnson that she had referred the matter to the judicial conference at their request. And this is the body which sets the rules for the federal judiciary. Um, and uh, and um, it's updated. But in March of this year, the judicial conference had updated its disclosure rules to include the requirements that judges report gifts of lodging and hospitality. Because we're talking about something in the region of half a million um, uh, uh, dollars a year um, to Thomas. Now, Thomas has claimed that in 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 um, in response to this report, that is uh, about his tra travel with Crow, saying that he had sought guidance about the trips early in his his um, tenure on the Supreme Court, and uh, that Republicans now have moved to brush off the criticisms of the justice amid the revelations. And Thomas had no comment on the real estate transaction side of things. Um, and it's the first evidence of money moving directly from Crow to Thomas's family. But what, what it fundamentally demonstrates is that Thomas is, appears unable to distinguish the difference between um, friend and benefactor. And the lobbyists and it's believed that Harlan Crow is a lobbyist. Aim is to befriend people with legal and judiciary power, because prior to 2016, um, Thomas and Harlan Crow have no are not childhood friends. Their friendship has emerged only eight years ago, but prior to that, they didn't know each other. Um, but the lobby's aim is to benefit people with legal and judiciary power. Um, it's like, I suppose, what you'd call friends with benefits. Yes. Um, <laughs> this scandal may be too big to block because you're talking about half a million dollars spent on Paris Thomas and his family every year by a billionaire. And, you know, people's eyebrows are raised, you know, come on. Every year for, you know, you're talking about the possibility of eight years. So this has caused a lot of consternation, this particular incident, because it begs a question, is Clarence Thomas above the law? The one thing I have heard um, since this uh, story broke out is that Clarence Thomas has now registered his interest, the, the, you know, the transaction for the sale of, the pro of his property to Harlan Crow since this story has blown up. But there we there we stand. Interesting. However, we've got a little audio, another audio for you. We will when I click the button. Audio six. <laughs> In 2020, there were 4.8 thousand pounds of fentanyl seized by CBP. But in 2021, it increased to 11.2 thousand pounds of fentanyl was seized by the CBP. That is a direct result of Biden administration policies. President Biden, protecting our border, keeping our country safe. Midas Touch is responsible for the content of this advertising.
Dave, I didn't quite understand that. Could you just repeat it for me just once more? In 2020, there were 4.8 thousand pounds of fentanyl seized by CBP. But in 2021, it increased to 11.2 thousand pounds of fentanyl was seized by the CBP. That is a direct result of Biden administration policies. President Biden, protecting our border, keeping our country safe. Midas Touch is responsible for the content of this advertising. Did you hear that? Yeah. Am I am I am I correct in is that a Republican? She needs to be careful because she thinks it gives her all the money. <laughs> and also, what's she banging on about? <laughs> I thought that was rather I'd never heard this. A Republican actually. This is quite a powerful ad for the Biden this administration. Well, Excellent. One of the things that I find interesting, so this is Marjorie Taylor Greene again, and um, she was in Congress, whatever, the House this week on a committee. And basically, when she asked a question, the guy started answering and she called him a liar. Yeah. And then there's a bit of a commotion because you're not supposed to call them directly liars like that, especially the people that you asked to come in front of you. And the way she did it was quite horrid. And basically, they were like, okay, because she's done that, she doesn't get to speak for the rest of the session. Yeah. And at one point, she says, point of personal inquiry. And they say, there's no such thing. <laughs> it doesn't exist. She's trying to invent rules. Oh, it's, dear. They're, they're so badly out of touch, these MAGA people. They're so badly out of touch. We go on to something even more important in terms of the, the, the MAGA group is the U right. Unless the US debt ceiling cap is lifted, the federal government, which borrows huge sum of money to pay its bill, is expected to run out of cash as early as June this year. Now, it's has long been Republican plan to cut Medicare and Social Security. However, Biden brilliantly scuppered their plans at his State of the Union speech, right? Now, you may ask, what is the debt ceiling? I'm, I'm trying to explain this in as, as, as simply as I could, um, because it's it's sometimes not always very clear what it is. But what I understand the debt ceiling is, it's an agreement to meet the full cost of U.S. accumulated expenditure. And in this instance, it's debt largely racked up by Trump. And America needs to pay the debt ceiling before June. Otherwise, it could have immense repercussions, not just in America, but across the globe. Now, what, unless the, 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 the cap is lifted on debt ceiling, the federal government, which, as I said earlier, borrows large sums of money to pay its bills, is expected to run out again, as I said, in early June and plunging the world into financial crisis. Now, the Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, has repeatedly said that he and his fellow House Republicans are refusing to raise the nation's borrowing limit and risking economic catastrophe to force a reckoning on America's 31 trillion national debt. And it has to be remembered that 25% of this debt 
was caused by Trump's reckless spending when in office. Now, without exaggeration, America's debt, this is what um, Kevin McCarthy said, is without exaggeration, and we'll take him at his word, America's debt is a ticking bomb that will detonate unless we take serious, responsible action. However, the bill he introduced last week would only moderately change the nation's debt trajectory. It also carries a political objective that has little to do with debt, undercutting President Joe Biden's climate and clean energy agenda and increasing America's production of fossil fuel. Again, the interest there is in making more and more money for big business. They, Biden said when they had a meeting earlier this year, he said to Kevin McCarthy, this is what we propose to do. Here is our budget. This is how we intend to spend money over the forthcoming year. And McCarthy says, we want cuts there, cuts there, cuts there, cuts there, cuts there, cuts there. He says, okay, well, I tell you what, why don't you show us your budget? You tell us what areas you, you want to you want to save money in. And then we'll take it to the people of America and then we'll we'll we'll, we'll move on from there. That didn't happen. And now we've discovered that uh, McCarthy has apparently produced uh, an old <laughs> an old policy document and budget that they attempted to push through the House um, when the uh, the Democrats were were in power. Um, and it was hopelessly ripped to shreds and unsuccessful anyway there. And this is what they're trying to introduce now. And this is the, but it's clearly something that has not, by all accounts, been very well thought out. Um, and it could cause major crisis, major chaos in America, which will, you know, we're talking at the moment about in Britain, for example, that we've got something, a double figure um, inflation, inflation. Something like this could, spike inflation to triple figures you know and it's it's that serious however we wait to see what happens right we got not very many more stories for you um but with two uh, i want to deal with one very 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 briefly um but before that i've got a delicious ad for you absolutely delicious in every sense it's a trump ad Audio 7. Ron DeSantis loves sticking his fingers where they don't belong. And we're not just talking about pudding. DeSantis has his dirty fingers all over senior entitlements. Like cutting Medicare, slashing Social Security, even raising our retirement age. Tell Ron DeSantis to keep his pudding fingers off our money. Oh, and somebody get this man a spoon. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Fight, war has broken out between DeSantis and Trump. This is Trump's anti-DeSantis ad. There's a story, apparently, that going around at the moment that uh, DeSantis enjoys eating 
pudding, chocolate pudding with his three fingers. And I think Trump is just exploiting it here with this particular ad. Um, but uh, DeSantis's donors are leaving him at a quite fast rate because they don't believe that he has the capacity to take on Trump. And they, they're looking elsewhere for, you know, opposition to Trump leadership because Trump is also losing donors. They're both losing. The quiz donors. competition is oh, a great way. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. The, but the, 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 the um, DeSantis exodus appears to be a bit more rapid than, of donors seem to be a bit, bit more rapid than Trump's. But this is one ad that they, Trump has brought out to to crush um, DeSantis's opposition. I don't know if you want to add anything <clears throat> to that. I'm still fascinated by his fight with Disney and how they managed to pull such a great one on him, you know, by basically bequeathing all the, the... So there's this weird thing from the 1960s that they have the agreement with Florida that they're basically a a little city that can govern themselves, you know, so that way they can just build the road rather than apply for planning round in circles. So they've been given special, but they also look after their own fire department and so on. And like, yeah, it's a lot of work. Anyway, it's all controlled by this company. That's not really Disney's company. It's called Reedy Creek. But DeSantis got so annoyed with Disney supporting the LGBT community that they decided to put a law in to remove this from Disney. But then what Disney, well, what Reedy Creek did was bequeath everything to Disney from now until the end of time. But sadly, due to some weird law thing, you can't do until the end of time. But what you can do is pin it to a living person and their descendants. So they decide to pin it to King Charles and his descend living descendant 30 years after, I don't know, is uh, Prince uh, William's kid. I forget which one, but all of it's just hilarious. Like, what's he got to do with the King of England? But yeah, Disney use the King of England to bugger DeSantis. It's great. <laughs> the, the, the extraordinary thing is that DeSantis appears to be rather weak. Well, it's, it's just talking craziness again. And I think they don't know. Trump has really screwed them over. They don't realize he is the poison. Yes. Now you cannot get yourself straight. And even the, you know, even the neocons, the neoconservative lot that we hate. Now we sit on the same side of the table and look at them saying, what is that? And they go, yeah, what is that? Yes. That's great. Yes. And there are people trying to escape it, but they still want to be in politics. They want to be elected, but they don't want to be part of this craziness cabal that Trump has, has turned it into. So, yeah, no one is ever going to out Trump Trump. So, but they they will still try anyway. Let's see. They're talking about adding rapists to his title shortly because of the other court case going on in New York. Anyway, we move. Time is ticking. We move. Time is ticking. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan, his head of the Judiciary Committee, said in the hearings he held in New York that crime is at an all-time high in the city. And um, but a fact check found that crime is actually trending down in in recent months and not up. And on paper, a per capita basis, New York City is over three times safer than Jordan's own constituency in Ohio. Now, the purpose of Jordan's hearing was to provide Trump legal cover 
from Albin Bragg's charges. This is more than, it's been no more than a political stunt, and it's not worked. Got massively criticised for it, and at the moment, Jordan has subpoenaed Albin Bragg's the the um, the Attorney General who was in post it's before, fourteen hours before before Alvin Bragg, who decided who wanted actually to prosecute um, to indict Trump um, over the same allegations that Bragg has now indicted Trump on, but claimed um, uh, when he was um, was replaced by Alvin Bragg. Um, claimed that Alvin Bragg should have not dropped the case. Um, Bragg's comments at the time were that the case wasn't strong enough, and he he felt that he didn't have all the ammunition to 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 um, to conduct a, a, a sound prosecution, and held over until now. Um, and um, Bragg's predecessor wrote a book in which he criticize Bragg and criticize the Manhattan DC for not for not charge indicting Trump at the time. And um Jim Jordan wanting to make political mischief wants this the former um attorney general to um uh, wants this man to appear in front of a uh a judiciary court hearing, a judiciary hearing, committee hearing, um, and um, Bragg feels that he he cannot allow this to happen because it will compromise some of the evidence that he's hold, holding against Trump, and he's trying to prevent any leakage. So uh, uh, Jim Jordan set up this hearing in D.C. Um, in uh, to, to 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 say that. You know, Bragg should be focusing more of his time on fighting crime in his in his constituency. And so there is a state versus federal debate at the moment about its legitimacy. Um, and uh, for all we know that uh, it's got a little way to run. <laughs> we don't really quite know where it's going to end. Um, so I think the the technical term is whether um, Jim Jordan's uh, subpoena has any legislative purpose. It's, it's none, Desmond, none. Yeah. None. There's no issue there. They're not going to give it to him. Don't worry about it. We, so we hope not. We hope not. But however, we've got, um, just to, before our last story, we've just got one other. We've got uh, DeSantis's uh, um, um, uh, anti-Trump ad for you. Trump promised NRA members he'd have their back. When Second Amendment rights came under attack, Trump abandoned us and stood with liberal Democrats. Side, you guys, half of you are so afraid of the NRA. We have to fight them every once in a while. That's okay. Some of you people are petrified of the NRA. You can't be petrified. They have great power over you people. They have less power over me. <laughs> so there's a fight. The fight is gone. It started. However, finally, we're going to end on a littleish, very short story, which I'm going to allow you to um, share a little bit more with us, that Fox has conceded defeat in the charge against it by Dominion, 
that he, that uh, um, Fox has um, falsely claimed that they were involved in some cover-up over the stealing of the election um, for Biden. There's a lot of evidence. Dominion's obtained that evidence, and Fox has conceded and has paid a world record seven hundred and eighty-seven and half billion million million sorry half just over half of what they were asking absolutely to dominion and it must be remembered and this is very important the jury was being sworn in desmond it had already been delayed and delayed the jury was being sworn in with 12 alternates which meant the judge wasn't allowing anything to be messing about they were literally being sworn in and oh we've reached a deal We've come but to the most delicious, the, the most delicious element for me of the entire case is that the total value of Dominion as an entity, as a body, as a company, is thirty million. <laughs> Not anymore, Desmond. Not anymore. And remember, they still have some more lawsuits with others. Absolutely. This was their big one, but the other ones are still big. Isn't yeah. it the My Pillow guys, Sydney Powell, Rudy Giuliani, Powell, all of them, all the all the main all Trump's former dancers. lawyers? Yeah, they're all being subpoenaed. However, the problem hasn't ended for Fox. It still has a number yep. of pending trials, and some have are asking for a lot more money. In one case, two point seven billion dollars and having all that amassed all that evidence um the question was that there were a lot of people who actually wanted the um dominion not to accept they want they did not want dominion to accept um an out of court settlement they wanted all the facts to be out there in public so that um that uh, Fox would be so shamed that they would not dare do anything like this again. However, Trump's response was a very interesting one. And Trump claims that they could have easily have sidepassed that case by just insisting that Trump was right. However, Trump's own positions gets murkier each day because there is now the most recent most recent information about Trump's own case is that um, information were discovered on Trump's on Trump's airplane by one of Trump's close um, in for, uh, close um, you know in a circle that um, who recorded a, a discussion in which Trump appears to be admitting that he was aware for some time that the his claim was a false one. And not just him, but all those close legal um, advisors around him. But again, we knew this. This is what I mean. Like, we, we have to be careful. We are not retracing old ground. We knew this. We knew this all along. Lying bastards, making it up, talking crap. It's like, and I'm going to make this nice little intersection. We're done with America, Des, because the clock is ticking. Right. <laughs> so the same intersection with Dominic Bloody Rob. Is a nasty bully, right? For years, this is known. 17 million examples. And he was allowed to get away 
with resigning after this report's now finally come out. When the report's not even released, Richie Sunak has given him a full 24 hours for him to go out on the media and spin the narrative that it's the activist civil servants, sorry, unionized activist civil servants. It's all their fault. It's all their issue. They don't want to change nothing. He's the victim in this. Then you read the examples in the report and you say, damn. And the report was designed to not even conclude if he was a bully or not, but to establish whether he broke the ministerial code or not. Either which way, he was allowed in this government that is marred in everything. They've done everything wrong. The combination couldn't be more clear. And yet they're allowed to continue to get away with it. And again, the headlines this morning is civil servants need to be more robust. No, fuckers. These are the civil servants who read the rules, who write the thing, and they say to you, if you want to do X, no, these are the consequences. This goes back to breaking the law in a very specific and limited way. Yeah, if I murder you, that's a very specific and limited way, is it not? But will we permit that? And again, look with Biden. Biden might have done a nice big song and dance when he came over to Ireland, would have done the proper joint press conference with Rishi Sunak properly. But we fucked up with the Brexit. And the Irish thing make the Americans mad. And again, it goes back to all this lies. Oven ready deal, Desmond. Brexit has only made us poorer and weaker. Thus, we knew before. But now we've demonstrated it. And again, the ones that wanted Brexit somehow are now blaming Remainers who were not in charge at any point, who didn't get to decide after the David Cameron left her. After this, everybody Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. So at which point is the Remainer? Which point did we sour it? You made the deal. This was the terms you agreed. And now Rishi Sunak, the even further to Liz Truss's point of being a Brexiteer, he's the one that agreed. And even Boris Johnson tried to fight against him, fight Theresa to his right, fight Rishi to his left, and they could only muster up 20. For me, it's all a biggest load of bullshit. That's ever was maybe in politics. But like this, these false arguments, it's like, you know, oh, yeah, look at the six suns in the sky. Can you see the six suns? Because... There's one there, and then at 12 o'clock, there'll be one there. And one, Yeah, but look back, it's the same one, guys. It's a one sun. But no, no, in their mind, six suns. And they're allowed to keep repeating there are six suns. And you just think, I can't listen no more. Truly, I've turned off news this. And normally, it was something would attract me back. But yeah, just, I can't. I can't bear it. It's just utter bullshit. Okay. And then you meet well, a four-year-old kid, and they say something wonderful, and you go, oh, man, I'm voting for you. I'm voting for you. You know what you're on about. Yes, we should share and take care of each other. Oh, Desmond, what will the next well, weeks be? Well, just, just a little, just something to share with you is that Dominic Ras, as he's known to his Dominic Ras, Rob, Clark, <laughs> Bumberfish, has, is being replaced by two Remainers. And that's if we even use those labels anymore, is I think what the Channel 4 news guy said. <laughs> so, yeah, so, but I think the person who is probably likely to be in a little bit more trouble, um, moving on from that, is um, Suella, better known to her friends as Suella Bumbaclat. What you mean when Said, Baroness Saeed Awasi, the first Muslim uh, minister, in a cabinet, a female Muslim minister in a cabinet for the Tories has called her racist this week. Yeah. I mean, 
yeah, that's her own side again going for her. People like to try and play with our memories and think somehow it was other people that got Boris out. It was the Tory party that got rid of Boris. They're not doing so well at getting rid of Suella, but they keep moaning about her. So good. Keep going, guys. Keep well, going. The, the thing is, all political parties always needed lame duck. Then that's useful to bear in mind. Oh. <laughs> However, Dave, we've reached an we've reached an interesting part of the, how our show today. There's quite a lot we've covered. Yes, it was a bumper edition, that's for sure. Yes. Well, I have I have found the last song, and you don't, oh, know it is, but you do know it. Oh, okay. Is the fabulous, fabulous? I think fabulous. I've invented that word. I'm not sure how you spell it. If I said to you, Edwin, Edwin. have you got a clue yet? Edwin. 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 A young. Do you know what his artistic name really is? No, no idea. The wonderful artist known as Crazy. Oh, yes. yes that's his real name, Edwin Ayak, apparently. Or at least oh, that's okay. what it says on my screen in front of me. But I should be careful what I read on the screen because it could be pure lies. It could be. Most of the Daily Mail. But anyway, <laughs> I think the date is the only correct thing on their uh, newspaper. Yes, I have selected Desmond, the wonderful track known as Himad. Himad. <laughs> Catch you in two weeks, Des. Okay, Dave. Take care. And I need this man up in sentence. Ask me for a dollar and just so he starts to dance. He say crazy, nothing in life for free. That's why he don't mind performing for free money. But at all, he went in the middle of the road and bust a wine. Start to jump up like his music in his mind. Take off all his clothes and get on like carnival. This time I realize he escaped from hospital. Train it.